Hey everyone, it's Hannah here from the Eye Opener Society. Of course, I am here with Gary. How is everyone doing today? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Eye Opener Society. Yes, you have me, Gary, you have Hannah here. Uh, I want to welcome everybody back to the show and I also wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to our show, everybody that's been following us on Facebook. I think we really, we're hitting some great great or we're meeting some great great people yeah we are our audience is fantastic so we this goes out to you and i know we're coming to the end of paranormal month for the month of february mm -hmm. so we wanted to do something special and we're going to be getting into all that shortly but we wanted to remind you to please check out our website eyeopenersociety.com on podium.co do not forget to check out the video page because hannah and i at the end of the month we do a wrap-up show called behind the eyes we're really really proud of it we have a lot of fun you get to see us behind the scenes as hannah and i are coming up with shows or just sitting out you know doing talking and flossing, doing was, yeah there'll be some little bloopers in there you know yeah and I, when i mean bloopers i mean just we just don't edit the video. So if you see me make a weird face, that's what you get in the behind the eyes. <laughs> exactly. So we want more people to, you know, tune into that as well. And of course, sign up for email notifications whenever a show comes out. And don't forget to the synopsis of all of our shows. I want you to check out all of the other great podcasts mm -hmm. that are out there. Great friends of ours. It's a big network. They're always listed at the bottom of all these shows. So Hannah, tonight I wanted Dang to kind of, <laughs> I wanted to lead you in on this. We have a guest on yeah. our show via telephone, a personal friend of mine, and I wanted her on because even before I met her, I had a close friend, and he used to tell me about her house, <laughs> and okay, the stories <laughs> I heard about the hauntings, mm -hmm. you know. As as a kid back in high school, I was like, there's just no way. These stories are outrageous. And I know my buddy Chris used to tell many tall tales. He was a salesman. So I can never really believe everything he was saying. Mm -hmm. But I also met, you know, our guest who's going to be introduced shortly. I met her brother too. And he started confirming a lot of the stories. You're like, oh, shit. So I'm like, maybe there's some truth, yeah. you know, but everybody makes up stories. And at that age, there's wild imaginations. However, all of this was actually true. And our guest lived and grew up in this haunted house. And the stories are amazing. And I am going to sit too at some point tonight and share a story along with our guest of something we did. Okay. <laughs> and I really feel this is the perfect wrap up for the end of our paranormal February. It's going to be a lot of excitement. You get to hear firsthand some of the stories that you probably have not heard too. So yeah, this goes back to my high school days. And I also want to mention that our guest is in the process. Well, she's doing a blog page mm -hmm. that actually explains a lot of this. A and wonderful you get to blog. Read, yeah. And you get to read these stories. She breaks them down into little episodes and it's amazing. She's a wonderful writer. You know, and I don't say that just because she's a friend. She really is. Because you know me, I love writing. Yeah. And she does a wonderful blog and I'm going to be giving that information out too. And hopefully she's going to work on this. It's going to become a book 
I hope it does because I, this is a book I'd have all over the house. Of course, it'll be a signed copy and I want the first one, but I definitely want this. So anyway, I want to introduce to you our guest tonight, Ann Lund. Ann, how are you doing? I am fine and I'm so happy to see both of you healthy and happy and I'm happy to be here. That's great. And I'm so glad to see you. This always to me is great when I, you know, like I said, you're a personal friend of mine from way back in the day. It's, it's so nice that we get to keep up, you know, after all this time. And it's just amazing. Even after all this time, the memories that we shared, a great deal of them evolve around that house that you were in, where you grew up back in the Bronx, you know, the Bronx. (laughs) Yeah. And people have all these images of the Bronx. And unless you live there, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. But when we talk like the Bronx has hauntings. When you say Bronx, I'm like hot dog cart. Immediately, (laughs) immediately hot dog cart. Yeah. And I have not yet heard of a haunted hot dog cart yet, but maybe. (laughs) I'm going to Google that later. Yeah. So, so Anne, welcome to the show. And I want you to tell us a little bit about your blog. Just give us a little, you know, background where we find this blog and uh, your Facebook pages, because I want people to follow you. Oh, sure. So anyway, the, the blog is something I kind of do like on the past um, when I have past extra time. It's called basically hauntedandwaiting.blog, simple address. And in that blog, I have little stories and they're true stories. So nothing, none of this is fabricated. I'm not even exaggerating the hauntings that I have experienced, most of which were from my house. And, and that section is called my Bronx haunting. So even I think if you, if you search either haunted and waiting dot blog or my Bronx haunting, you'll get that. And the Bronx haunting basically is going to give little, little chapters about my Bronx haunting. So with Gary, actually, now that you reminded me of that one scenario. I should actually put a chapter in there about that because as I was telling Gary, I, I remember it, but for some reason I replaced him with another friend. <laughs> but it's okay, I'm replaceable. <laughs> Not my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, um, if we like I said, even before I met you and your brother, I I had a good friend that it was a mutual friend, Chris. And he used to tell me these stories and I never believed them. And I never really went over the house, but I mean, this is a little too soon. because I still want to interview you before we get into the story. Cause of course mm-hmm. the first time I go to your house is probably the last time I, was I went say, I feel there. Like you've only been once. <laughs> and you're common, like, by the way, that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it was, listen, it was a nice little place. You know, this is the Bronx. It was, it was nice. You have a fantastic family and all I felt welcome, but. As I left, I didn't feel welcome back there, and it had nothing to do with horror or family. It, the it spirits really... were like, do not come back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but there's a reason behind that, and we'll get into that story. But before that, you grew up there, and <laughs> my story is just my experience, but obviously you have so much more to that. And, you know, when did it first start for you? Like, was it as soon as you moved in there? So, yeah. So, I would say it's kind of fuzzy. I would say it started... I moved in when I was about seven or eight, and I think the full-fledged haunting, which you would call it, probably happened when I was about nine or ten. Yeah, and it happened after we knocked down a wall in the basement, and that's when it started, and I get into that in my blog. So 
you know, you see these things sometimes on TV shows where they say, you know, everything was fine until we brought in this piece of jewelry or we, you know, found this shoe in the backyard. And actually, I have to say in all my experiences, that's been 100% true. It's almost like they're at bay until you break into their realm. And I, and I, and I think that's what happened. We, we had a wall in the basement. We knocked it down, my friends and I. And then just, it was like we unleashed whatever it was. And so around nine, nine years old, I would say nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so many different hauntings, different types of hauntings, residual hauntings and all. What you've experienced, I mean, you felt and seen physical presences. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also these presences as well. I mean, they were able to manipulate objects as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you've had like probably the real high level hauntings where, you know, it's not just, <laughs> yeah, it's not just like yeah. EVPs or anything, but you've looked and have you actually experienced as well? Like, like the physical touch of things, like where you've been touched or felt somebody actually touching you. Yes. But just one time. And that happened shortly after the wall. So, yeah. And I wrote about it in my blog. It was one of the most frightening things to know that you're awake, even though people will tell you you're dreaming or you, you, you must have, I know I was awake. You know, when you're awake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You definitely know when you're awake. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was one night I was in my bedroom and for whatever reason, the sheet was falling off of me. It felt like it was just, you know, falling off the side of the bed and I just kept tugging it to pull it back over me. And then it would, and at that moment I was half asleep, half awake. I could admit that, but then I got annoyed and I was fully up because I was like, okay, whatever's happening here. So I, I tugged at it and then it, it tugged really fast and it, it just fell, but it felt like somebody pulled it. And then I felt a hand literally come over my head and onto my face not grab me really tight, not in a scary way, other than that it shouldn't have been there, if that makes sense. It was mm-hmm. definitely a hand. I screamed, like terrified. I ran into my mother's room. She was down a hall and then around the corner. And I told her what, you know, I was like, I need, and she was just, didn't want to hear it. Get back to your room. And I don't know if you remember my mom. My mom was a hard mm-hmm. She was, you know, not warm and fuzzy type. Right. So when she said no, it was no. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back into my room and it was the, the most horrifying night, I think, to this day that I've ever had. Wow. You're so, like, I did not sleep another peep. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Like, and it was just that one time. It's never happened to me again. And I'm in my 50s. So never anything close to that. Mm-hmm. But that was, I would say, like one of the starts of it. Yeah. And yeah. I know you've probably done your research on that home. And I don't want you to like reveal too much because... I want people to tune in and, you know, read your blogs and, you know, hopefully that book gets published. I hope it does. And I know, I know in my heart you can do it, but did you find anything out a background wise on that home? You know, it sounds weird, but this, when I, when I finally got married and I moved out, this was before the era where you could just get online and look things up. Right. So to be honest with you, I never did research the house. I should. Mm Mm-hmm. But the story that I came up with in my head was just from what I knew from the neighbors that knew the gentleman that lived in my house before I did Mm. and some of his stories and his wife did go missing that I know. And so I shouldn't use the word missing Mm. the stories of why she wasn't there 
um, were different depending on who you spoke to on the street, right? So, Interesting. Oh. And that's, you know, when we talk about that too, it's just, I, I know we always mention about the Bronx. It's, unless you actually grew up there, because a lot of people think it's cold-hearted and nobody talks. Mm-hmm. Back then, it, especially in those neighborhoods, like you grew up in the Italian neighborhoods and all, very mm-hmm. close-knit. And a lot of people were very close. They knew everybody and they told. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if people from the outside don't really realize that or understand that. And then when you throw in the history of New York, Mm -hmm. the Bronx, I mean, there's more there than probably anywhere else, you know, as far as the Mm -hmm. way it was built and the people's backs it was built on and all. Yeah, yeah. Which before we even go into your haunting, you also do, you do a lot of exploring as well. And a lot of your writing and all too, and outdoors, my favorite, of course, you know, being outdoors and all, there's a lot of paranormal activity outside of the four walls out in, you know, the real world or out in the forest or wherever Mm -hmm. you may be. And I'm sure you got tons of stories about that as well. Yeah. And I think that's what's actually sparking the the book that I'm writing is more about things that I've seen when I've hiked, as opposed to things that happened to me in the house. The house was the interest in this area, right? But Mm -hmm. for people that live, especially in this part of the country, in the Northeast, there's a lot of history. There's a lot. It, It could literally be right in the corner of your street and you wouldn't even know it. And so when I hike, I, I tend to, it's not really urban exploring because urban exploring is more like in the city, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like urban exploring for the woods. So I love to find like the footprint of what used to be like a house, you know, right. in the middle of the woods, I find cemeteries that are, it's just the weirdest thing. They're just there, mm-hmm. forgotten. And there's a ton in where we live going back to pre-Civil War. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of history here. And if you think about it, a lot of people died probably been buried in the woods. We don't even know it. Maybe died in a nefarious way, right? Mm-hmm, right. And you got perfect makings for a totally haunted area of the country, mm-hmm. right? And, yes. So, And as you know, too, because I share that same, you know, enjoyment of exploration. And I've done the same thing. Like I came across cities, like abandoned cities. No one yeah. would know they're there. They're mm-hmm. just hidden in plain sight. And even though it's just material stuff that's left over, when you look at the big picture, those were families. They owned the homes there. They owned everything. And it's it's still there, yeah. but you still feel that presence of mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're trespassing on their property as if they were still mm-hmm. alive, even though this these places were 50, 60 years or more mm-hmm. older. So I get it. And- I probably had like a couple of paranormal experiences myself when it came to the woods. Like as far as cryptids, mm-hmm. I've, I definitely know I've heard, felt, smelled a present, but never seen it. But oh. yeah, I know something was there. And I know I've used this before, just the beginning of this month and all cryptids and all. There are some spectrums of light as well as some sounds that humans are just unaware of that we just don't have the ability to see or hear as where some animals do so Mm -hmm. just how much are we missing that's probably right in front of our eyes exactly 
So not only just cryptids outdoors, but ghosts themselves, spirits or what, you know, whatever you may call them. It's the same thing. They are on a different wavelength than what we can right. either see or hear, but they might have the ability to cross over every now and then. And you right. experienced it. I know I've experienced it. Hannah here is the only one who probably has not experienced anything really I, too ghost-wise. I really have not experienced anything ghost-wise other than like people that I've like known that like have passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. So- unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know. I And I'm really not a closed off for person. I've, like I when I go into like an antique store, if I I'm walking and like if I'm walking by like an object that has bad energy or maybe like a bad spirit connected to it, I just get this really eerie like mm-hmm. go away vibe. And then my son, he we had taken him antiquing and he looked at me, he said, No, no, no. When we went past this one like old doll. But other than that, like I've never had any type of experience. And it's it's just I guess I'm just not one of the I guess I don't want to say lucky, but I guess I'm not one of the lucky ones. <laughs> well, I would think if you're feeling something when you're walking by something that you actually are experiencing a haunting. Yeah. It's not in the way of seeing it, maybe. Yes. Or feeling yeah. I mean, that, you, that is a haunting. Yeah. Like, I, and then, like, when you're, like, when I say, like, I've had experiences with, like, a loved one that's passed away, I don't really consider mm-hmm. that, like, a haunting. You know, I feel like that's, like, more of, like, a blessing for me. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I've, liked, okay. like, when my best friend passed away, I, like, I would always, like, when I would talk about him or just, like, kind of, like, get like the vibe that he was just hanging around lingering around i would always get this like really like warm or cold touch and like the hair raising on the back of my neck and like i'd be like oh it's such a blessing because like i knew he was like hanging around like he knew i was talking about him so i'm like i don't consider that a ghost though yeah but like i guess i wouldn't you know what i mean like i don't know like i guess like i wouldn't you know i didn't like see you know but I, so I, it's like, like I said, like, I wouldn't really consider it like a, I mean, I guess it's a paranormal experience for me, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider it like a haunting because it was like more of like a blessing to me. Like, oh, like, you know, like his spirit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to take that a bit further. And I think I would agree with you because when you think of a haunting, you think of the trying to communicate in a, in a scary way or a negative way. Right? Yeah. Like, but I, I think a ghost is a ghost and I think a spirit is a ghost and I'm going to differ with you. And I think that when you felt your friend, wherever he, where he's still around, okay, he's just not in our realm. Yeah. Um, and you're sensing him. I honestly think he's there and yeah. I think he's a ghost and, and he's letting himself known to you in that way. Mm-hmm. You know? I have spoken actually like on another podcast that we were on, I saw him once. I, but it was not when I was like conscious. I was, okay. I had an emergency C-section with my son and I was on the table in and out of consciousness. I could not open my eyes, but like what made me come like out of like being unconscious because I thought I didn't make it. Like I just thought I was dead. I was going to heaven. Like I was seeing the light. I actually saw mm-hmm. him. So that's the only time I saw him. But my husband mm-hmm. was like, you were knocked out. So I don't, everyone like, you, I had mentioned it earlier, like, oh, like, 
I don't know, this might have been before the podcast started. So my bad, everyone. But like, how like people are like, Oh, you're exaggerating or something like that. You're not making it up. It's just like, I had someone say like, Oh, your brain was just telling you like what you wanted to hear. I was like, No, this just happened to me. Well, you know, you know, yeah. And I think it's and I think it's upsetting, you know, like, that people will say something like that. Yeah, you know, like you should just keep their mouth shut because when you know, you know. So mm-hmm. that sounds very similar to like an NDE to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not that you were, but that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. Well, it's nice to definitely get like a different set of like eyes and like opinion on it. Definitely. Yeah. Because I yeah. mean, cool. At least I don't feel like closed off now. <laughs> you know, like these spirits <laughs> don't want to mess with me. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, you're right too, Marie. And that's what I was going to lean to. It's like, I think it depends on your definition of a haunting. Mm-hmm. You but, know, it's, yeah, people relate haunting with the scary and all, but any type of experience, it's it's a paranormal experience. Yeah. It's just something that cannot be explained, but you felt it. You know, it's real. Mm-hmm. Others may not think so, but you have it. And like I always said, it's a story you're telling. Yeah. You're telling the story straight from your heart mm-hmm. if you want to believe it believe it but if you don't mm-hmm. you don't and yeah i think you've had a paranormal experience and you've witnessed yeah, a ghost yeah. yeah and i know maria witnessed ghosts i know i witnessed ghosts in the same place and i really want to get into this now because yeah so maria's right and basically because of her exploration and all this outdoors and all the history and history especially brings a lot of this paranormal activity just because of you know the events that took place but when you grow up in this house so i really feel we need to talk about this story you and i and i think hannah could jump in and you know ask us questions as we try to remember because we're old let's not (laughs) forget you and i when we first met we were back in high school yeah i know it's 40 years ago yeah yeah so our memories are not always as sharp as they were so it's only certain details i think you guys both have better memory than me to be honest <laughs> well, i don't know about that i, I don't know about that <laughs> yeah but what's amazing what we do remember is because this was an actual experience and to me at that time this is probably what led me to believe because back then i was big really big into the ufos so I believed UFOs a lot, but ghosts were just another level. And I don't think I really believed until I was in your house. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. so so let's take let's take this back, all right? It was myself, you were there, Chris was there, and if I'm not mistaken, your brother was there, and then then there was probably one other person. Yeah. I can't remember whom, but so I would say that's that was the gist of it. Now, I know your mom was home and this took place in the basement. Mm-hmm. All of us dummies <laughs> decided to play with a Ouija board in this house after hearing the stories. And listen, if you Who brought the Ouija board, that's a good question. I don't know. Maria, did you? Ha- so, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was and I have to preface this for my sister-in-law, who was Irish from the boat off uh-huh. the boat. So the terrified of Ouija boards, believed in ghosts, banshees, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we had to hide the Ouija board from her because she swore if she, we ever brought one in the house, she was going to like lick us. She was a lot older than me. Okay. She was about 15 years older than me. It was, a, and so I don't even know where it came from. I think one of my friends brought it over and we had it hidden 
in the basement from my sister-in-law because we were definitely afraid. This was like macabre. We're not allowed to do this. You know, mm-hmm. she was warning us. We had it hidden in the basement. I don't remember who. And we also had a blackboard. Do you remember the, it was a yes. blackboard down there. Yes. So which things used to, we would find writing on the blackboard. Mm, which stop. I'm I done. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to ever be in that, that basement. Was, yeah. <laughs> so, the basement's been fixed, by the way. So it's fin- it's a finished basement now. It has a bathroom. It doesn't look like that anymore. Wow, but, um, really? Yeah, it was fixed like like two years ago. Yeah. Kidding. But anyway, so we pulled it out. I do remember mm-hmm. that. But we used to pull it out several times when we knew we wouldn't get caught using it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and the basement was unfinished you know, mortar walls, the typical scary, like you couldn't make it any scarier as if, mm-hmm. if I were going to design it. Basement. I, okay. It was just a creepy basement. Yeah. And so I don't remember that. We, we used it a couple of times. So Gary, I think we pulled it out. Right. And we started moving the planchette. Yep. Maybe trying to contact Elvis. I don't know what we were doing, but we were like, you know, yeah. and then Gary, you said, you remember the ruler? <sighs> yeah. Well, planchette. I, I would really like to get into because this is my memories. We were asking the board all so, all the you know typical questions. You know, is there another presence here and all blah blah blah. We would hear things and all, but we're with our goofy friends in a goofy time and age, so we're all thinking it's them. And of course, a couple pranks just we did catch people throwing something, you know, but nothing right. was really happening paranormal. But right. what we did, which was the worst thing you can do, is we got very angry and we started demanding that it's <laughs> something. That <laughs> yeah. So that's what started a lot of it. So the sounds got worse yeah. that were unexplainable. But we, you know, again, it was just sounds at that point until the ruler incident. I just, yeah, I distinctively remember hearing something hit the floor. And so if you would think a wooden ruler on a concrete floor is exactly what it sounded like. And I'm pretty sure I'm almost 100% sure it was your brother that turned around and picked up the ruler and he turned and now your brother's pretty pale in complexion as is. So he went much, you know, like probably four more shades of white. He ran upstairs. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, at least the story I heard, and now, again, this is your mom, and again, not a woman you would be, you know, messing with, joking with, or anything like that. Apparently, she became freaked out because she was upstairs doing something like knitting or some sort of sewing, and she said she was looking for the ruler because she placed it on the floor. Right, that that I could, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind... That's the kind of stuff that would happen. So it would be almost like poltergeist activity because that's more like, I don't necessarily do, I don't remember that. I do remember the ruler flying across. I do remember my brother running upstairs. And what freaked me out about that was my brother was always on the, I have two brothers. My younger brother was always on the fence. Is this really happening or is this not happening? Is this really happening or is this not happening? So he was not 100% a believer. Mm -hmm. So when something happened that he could not explain, and I write about that, and those were moments where he would be freaked out. That would freak me out more because I believed in everything, right? Yeah. So I'm not the best character of judgment for for that house. I believed in everything. Even when there was an explanation, I always went towards more paranormal. He did not. So when he believed something, it was almost it solidified it for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, definitely. Because you're getting so, more of a confirmation from somebody who was... Yeah. 
on the fence about it. Yeah. And I do remember him being scared. And I do remember the hole on the Ouija board afterwards, the, the, the burn. Yes. Yeah. That okay. I do remember. And yeah, Hannah, this, and I'm so glad you mentioned that and that you remember that it, because you sometimes you do, you have these memories and you're thinking, well, was this just my imagination after all these years? And maybe in my head, I bought, you remember it. Now, Hannah, I'm going to tell you this and we'll share the story together with Anne. We were getting angry. Now you had mentioned you guys tore down that wall and, yeah. and, and if you, there was a hole in there, right? Like kind yeah. of like a tunnel almost. Yeah. Like a, like a middle. Yeah. So we found out later on that it was most likely a coal shaft. Mm-hmm. Most likely, but it doesn't lead to anything. So that's why I don't understand how that could have been a coal shaft. Right. Because it goes under the house. It doesn't go like up to the street or it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just a tunnel. I want to say maybe like four feet. It wasn't even mm-hmm. a tunnel. It was like a four foot. It was the weird, we don't even know what was, but there was boxes in there. There was, it was a small room um, yeah. before the tunnel. So think of a, a room with a tunnel toward in the back. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And there was wooden panels covering that portion of the basement. And my neighbor, do you remember? Oh, I can't say her name because her name was really odd. Mm-hmm. But I had a neighbor. You probably remember her from school, but I can't use her name because her name was right. really, it was, it would stand out. Uh-huh. And, and this is kind of like, <laughs> I don't want her embroiled in this. But anyway, <laughs> her, the houses were railroad flats, so they're all identical. Every house was identical to the house before. And I was in her her basement, and I was like at the back, and I'm like, why is your basement like longer than mine? She's like, I don't know. And then my other neighbor, we were in her basement, and I was like, yeah, why is your basement more? Like, why was my basement shorter than their basements? And it was this neighbor, when we were about 10, we went into my basement where her wall would have continued to go and there were there was a paneled wall. So it was just wooden slats like that. And she, down. Was, she put her hands in and she's like, oh, look, it just comes up and there's a room in there. And so that's what happened. And then we, they took it down. My family took it down and there was like a, just a space there and there were boxes and the gentleman that had, it was an older man who had lived there. He was in his 90s when we took the house from him. He was going to a home apparently. And there were boxes in there, pictures from the Holocaust, believe it or not, pictures of his family. He was he was either a Hasidic Jew or Orthodox Jew. So a lot of pictures of like Jewish people and like that religious wear, very old, mm-hmm. like old pictures. There was a couple of cases. It, it was just it was very bizarre, but nothing. It was just junk. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a body back there. It was just junk. Right. But it was right after that, then things started happening. Right. And it was, it was, it was not a week that went by where something didn't scare the bejesus out of you. So it was, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough when we were kids. Yeah. I, yeah. And everybody and, in the street knew it. So, <laughs> so right. And that's, yeah. And that's the amazing thing. Like when you're describing that room, cause I remember, and there's a picture of the basement on yeah, your blog. Yeah. So you'll understand what we're talking about. So what you're looking at on in that picture is the basement itself. And then we played with the Ouija board right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the left-hand side of that picture, there's a separate room yeah, and that's, that's where this tunnel was. And that had a door on it. Did it not? Yes, it did. Okay. Yes. Perfect, because th- that's the setup for this, because this was when you ter- talked about that hole being burned. And again, all these years, I was like, even I doubted myself with that, because not only with the ruler, which was paranormal enough 
but we gotten very angry with the board and we kept doing it over and over again. Show us something. Yeah. We all got up because we heard something in that room. Yeah. I don't now. And I don't know if you were in the room with us when we all, because we heard something in there. We all got up and we went inside the room. The door closed yeah. behind well, us. Well, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. It was just all the time. And, you know, it's funny because when I got on Facebook, somebody had said something about my house. And then all these people that knew me when I was a kid, oh, remember her house. Remember her? Like, it was like just this this thing of all like, they were all in their 40s and 50s now. But like, everybody was, remember when this happened? Remember? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, like re- I lived in the haunted house on the street. It's like, yeah. it, just, it never occurred to me until now how crazy it actually was and how it affected a lot of kids. We had, mm-hmm. I had kids that wouldn't come into the house. But yeah. Terrence is an example, terrified. Mm-hmm. Wow. By the way, he's a cop. He became a sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Terrified. He would not come into my house unless there was a lot of people in there. Yeah. It was very bizarre because, do you know radiator covers? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The old-fashioned, if you have the steam radiators. Right? I had that at my old house, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know how like you keep a wooden cover on so you don't actually get burned? Yeah. For some reason... Terrence, whenever he went into my house, and it only happened with him, no one else, the radiator covers would shake violently, like violently. He would be in the house for five, not even, no, two minutes, and they would start doing that. And he would dart out. He would dart, and it only happened to him. And then, you know, like my older brother, I would say, well, why is that happening? Oh, well, you know, remember where the train was, Gary? Like two streets from it's like, oh, the vibration from the train is... Really? No. The vibration <laughs> from the train is making the radiator covers no. in several rooms bang and just when this kid comes in. Yeah, like, no. I My house, <laughs> I lived even closer to the trains and right. those trains came by every and nothing shook. <laughs> right. So right. Yeah, that's... You paint a different picture because telling the stories, I was in there once. You grew up there. I can't imagine... Being in there now, knowing, you know, because again, I'm yeah. sharing this story with you and you're confirming things that even I couldn't fathom. So that door closed behind us and right. I thought somebody was messing around, but I was the last one in mm. and I felt that door close. Mm. I remember, and this is just me in that hole, that tunnel, whatever you want to call it. I remember seeing a light, almost like a candle, but it oh, wasn't. God. Yeah. <laughs> I seen it. So that panic. So we all ran out. And when we ran out, Hannah, this is the worst. I was the first one to come across it. And it freaked me out. The Ouija board was leaning up against a cardboard box. Okay. And I said, okay, well, no big deal. We all jumped up and somebody might've kicked it. So when I picked it up, there was a hole, like a pinhole. Yeah, burn like a, like a burn, like almost like a small cigarette hole. Right. Yep, right through yeah. dead center. Mm-hmm. And even more confirmation to that cardboard box it was leaning up had a burn hole behind it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Nobody, nobody was in the room because we were all in the room with the door shut behind us. So nobody, mm-hmm. and to be that precise, no one could stand there and light something and burn it that quickly. I mean, I guess it's yeah. possible, but there was nobody in there. No way. And that was it. I ran out. That was the last time I, I was ever in your, you know, place. And all 
these years, I just thought it was my imagination. But now when I talk to you and you can confirm this, I say, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And that was just me for the whatever amount of hours we were in there. You grew up there. You lived there. Yeah. So I got to see if I can find that, that those Facebook Claude, remember Claude? Yes. Yes, I do. He put something there. Then there was um, John. There was, we had another friend, John, who lived on the next street over. He put something, all these experiences people had had. Mm. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is like pretty pathetic. This is where I lived. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was on. It was on. But you know what, Gary, this is, Mm. this is what I never understood. When my sister-in-law, my, my sister-in-law, my brother lived in the apartment upstairs and they were there for about six years. When they moved, everything stopped. Interesting. Wow. Uh, And I have no idea why. Like everything stopped. It was quiet. And my sister-in-law, she was a big believer that there was something in that house. She was positive about it. But when she left, everything stopped. And my mom still owns that house. So we're talking more than 30 years, nothing. So did your sister-in-law always live there? Like from when it started? Yes. Hmm. So maybe she brought it. Like, I right. That's yeah. that's been one of the things that I've wondered about. And my suspicion about the house being this older gentleman that owned the house, whose wife went missing and was having an affair with the neighbor, the the man. So there was like a story there that I was hearing from all these people in the neighborhood. As kids, we're trying to figure out. Oh, he must have killed his wife. She's in the basement. <laughs> She's probably in that room. We never found it's anything like that. So <laughs> I was convinced that this had something to do with that, right? This is her. Because I don't know if you read the story, Gary, about the perfume bottles. Yes, I did. Okay. So uh-huh. the perfume bottles were hers. Yeah. And she wanted us to know with these perfume bottles. I don't want to say if anybody wants to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go to my blog. Okay. Hauntedandwaiting.blog. Yeah. But uh, the perfume bottles to me were kind of like, okay, this has got to be her. She's letting us know. but. When I saw, you had asked me if I'd ever seen anything. Oh, no, you asked me if I'd ever felt anything yeah. that one time. Mm-hmm. If I had ever seen anything, the first time that I actually saw an apparition and that house, only one time in that house, I've seen since, but in that house one time, and it was shortly after the wall came down, and I saw a man in the middle of the night. You know, I heard, I didn't hear, but I, I kind of sensed somebody was in the other room. It was the middle of the night. I got up to pee. And the way it was, was my room was in the corner. There was this little hallway where the bathroom was off the hallway. And then the, the dining room slash living room was after the hall. And so when I went to the bathroom, I kind of took a peek into the, into the other room. Cause I was like, it just feels like somebody's there. And I was thinking I was going to find my mother, like looking for her glasses or something in the middle of the night or doing something. And this mother effing guy was standing in that room and he was on the other side of the room staring at me. And he looked just like, not just like you, but 3D. Mm-hmm. He did not look, he looked see-through. He, he, he had a normal face. Um, he was a floating. You know, mm. He looked three-dimensional and he was just staring at me. And You're- he looked just shocked to see me as I was to see him. We, we were like just stopped looking at each other. Wow. Weirdest freaking thing. Did you like just turn away and then he was gone or you just were like, 
So I was just kind of staring at him, not knowing what was going on. And then part of me was like, maybe I should go see my mom. But then I knew my mom was going to get mad at me because here we are talking about ghosts and whatever for so like she's going to beat the enough for nothing. But this was the day where you could hit your kid and <laughs> like everybody was getting hit, like, right. you know, big clippers, whatever <laughs> in the Bronx. So like everybody was getting hit. I was sure I was going to get a beating of my life, which mm-hmm. back in the day was how it was done. Mm-hmm. Not that I was abused by any means. So I went back to my room and I closed the door. I did have a lock, so I locked it. And I just kind of laid in the bed terrified because I couldn't understand what's going on. I said to myself, this isn't a ghost because he's 3D. So then I'm thinking maybe this is someone my mother knows. Like I'm thinking like it's a person. Some some part of me was thinking maybe somebody broke into the house. So I remember thinking that like maybe somebody broke into my house. Maybe if I'm quiet, he'll take what he needs to take and he'll leave. But then in the morning, you know, I went and I had told my mother and sure enough, it was pissed as hell that I had said it. She was like, plus I had said it when we had company there. And then it made it seem like, you know, my mom had a gentleman caller in the middle of the night because my father had passed away. Mm. And so she was furious with me. But that was it. Yeah. So no, did all I could tell you, Hannah, is that we were staring at each other and his look was like, what the hell is she doing here? And my look was like, what the hell is he? It was like just mutual confusion is what it was stop seeing that, and then that if that. i was you i'd be like checking the calendar i'm like is this santa like <laughs> easter bunny like who are you no no i so wonder very weird. Very yeah because i was gonna say like you had that like you know you were under the assumption like maybe it's the woman you know maybe he murdered his wife you know but then your sister-in-law come you know it everything yeah. stopped and i'm like well what if it's like one of her like ancestors because i know you said she was irish right yeah, off the boat, so just off the boat? and everything. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, what if it was like someone that like just latched on to her or like something or like her luggage or yeah. something and then just made your house its home? You know, because yeah. I've heard of stories like that. I've read of stories like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're like got to be. Her house, the house that they moved to was haunted. See, oh, this yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, because yeah. that's why you got to be Wait, I'm going to share it with you. I have a picture where she's, a woman is in the window. If I share this picture with you, you're going to be freaked out. Mm. It's not even a pareidolia. She's so clearly in the window. What? Yeah, but that was her house. Yeah. And that happened, I want to say, maybe four years after she had moved out of our house. Mm. So I don't know. I couldn't tell you. This this guy that I saw was not dressed. He wasn't dressed like ancient. So I wouldn't say it wasn't like the 1800s or anything like that. But he didn't look like he was from the 80s also. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like maybe the fifties. I don't know. Like he just his clothes were wrong. I guess you could say. Yeah. You know? What I like about that though is like the way you described it. Like you were both kind of perplexed. Like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. that's literally like just like he was a almost glitch. shocked. Yeah, that, well, that you was, could see him. Yeah, oh, or yeah. it was like a glitch. Yeah. You know, yeah. like oh wow, yeah. you both broke a time yeah. barrier, yeah. and you were both sitting in that same time together that yeah i find that more fascinating sometimes i I pick out little things like that that make it fascinating beyond being just frightened because it is i mean most people are going to be frightened at that but i'll be like it's it was a breakdown in time that you you both existed yeah Yeah. it was very weird and it's like again was it a haunting i mean he wasn't scared of me Mm -hmm. other than he was there you know 
Yeah. I, I love covered in the blood story. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. Fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I, I love the stories. I love the story. And listen to everybody listening to this. Anne Lung, I'm going to have all the links again in the synopsis. Follow her on Facebook, hauntedinwaiting.blog. She has a Haunted in Waiting uh, Facebook group, too. Oh, yeah, I do. I <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want so people. I post a lot of like the pictures when I go hiking, some of the weird things like the, the grave or that mm-hmm. lean to that I just found. I had a car yes. in it. Yes. It's like, why would you put a car in a lean to? It was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was just like in there. Like, <laughs> you. I I am still jealous at all the finds you do when you go. I mean, I found some really wild stuff, but you found some amazing things. And I have to go on a hike with you one day. I have to. But I'm bringing a film crew with me for sure because I know I'm going to see good stuff. But, Anne, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I want all of these stories to be read. I want you to write that book. I want a copy I want you to be famous. I mean, he, he wants the first sign. Yes, I want a first sign <laughs> copy. Of course I do. <laughs> but honestly, you're a treasure to talk to because your experiences, the way you present them, it's fascinating to me. And I think you got such a talent for all this. That's why I know I want you to write that book. I just know it. I feel mm-hmm. that in my heart. I want you to, you know, write it. Get your name out there for sure. And I'm going to make sure everybody follows and listens to this story because, yeah, yeah she's got it broken down. And we're like, not going to. Little... Yeah, I was going to say we're not going to make her share all her paranormal right. stories on, save it. on the pod. We're going to push you guys to go check out her blog and because she has amazing ones on there. She just gave you a little taste in this mm-hmm. episode. That's for sure. But again, Anne, I thank you so much for coming on the Eye Opener Society. I have a feeling, yeah, I have a feeling this is not going to be the only, you know, time you come on. I'm sure we'll have you on again. But yeah, your stories are fascinating. I'm so happy to have met you back in high school. I'm so happy to have been a part of that, you know, because you talk about like it it was a neighborhood thing and it was nice to be part of that. It really was in a strange way, (laughs) you know, But you've always been a good friend, and I really well, appreciate you. it. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I've, I've, it's fun to have a safe place to talk where people don't think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think you crazy, but uh, yeah. thank you again for having me and allowing me to share a little bit of what went on in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So everybody, again, that was Ann Lund. You're going to go check her out. I want you to check her out. I'm going to give you all the links. Hannah and I are wrapping up now with this because Anne closed us out for the month of February and we're so happy for that. We really are. Mm-hmm. I think we've touched on the paranormal, the ghosts, and now Hannah and I, we're going to have to dig up some other themes. And <laughs> I know Hannah has I've got, got two, yeah, shows two shows planned <laughs> for you guys for March. So be ready. Yeah, for oh, sure. You're not yeah. letting us know yet though, right? That's right. Like mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. I'll let you know off the air. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, we do have some great things planned out and uh, we hope you join us for that. We thank everybody for listening. We thank you all for tuning in again. You are the greatest audience, no matter how many of you there are out there. 
Hannah and I, we definitely enjoy you for tuning into the Eye Opener Society. And don't forget to check out our webpage, eyeopenersociety.podium.co. You can find everything there. I'm going to make sure I put some of Ann Lund's links on the website too. For those of you who don't want to go in the synopsis, <laughs> visit the website and I'll have all the links there too as well. Everybody, we appreciate it. Hannah and I are going to say goodbye for right now. See you, everyone. Take care.